Welcome to the Nutritious and Delicious podcast with me, Bethany. Our mission is to support busy parents all over the world to learn time management while taking care of your nutritional, physical, and mental health. After all, a healthy family starts with a healthy parent. So I'm so excited. I have Gina here with me today. And Gina is a certified pediatric sleep coach, and she's the founder of Lula by Gina Sleep Consulting, and she's the mom of four boys. As you can imagine, she knows all too well that sleep deprivation and what comes with the parenting and the toll that it can take on your mental and physical health. After struggling through her own exhaustion, gaining control over consistent sleep became a priority in her home. So welcome, Gina. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to kind of talk to you because we have a lot of uh, moms in this group and they're asking a lot of questions and everything. So, you know, they've been asking for a sleep consultant and to actually come on here and give us kind of a know-how of like what to do without the chaos and the stress around sleep. So this is today why we have the topic of called thriving through bedtime routines. Now, this is a difficult one for, I find, a lot of parents. So let's dive in and kind of give us sort of where you started as a sleep consultant and maybe a personal story that you could share with us and why you are equipped to help these mamas. Great. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, Yeah. So I'll just, yeah, I'll give you that background on me. Um, About 10 years ago when I had my first obviously as a new mom, which I can imagine all of, of you new moms can uh, can appreciate, um, and even when you do this the next time around, um, it, the sleep deprivation is like it rocks you to the core. Like you just can't believe that you actually feel this way. It is exhausting and it's ongoing and it yeah. it's it's really hard to, to keep that momentum going as a new mom or as a mom in general when you feel that way. So that, when that first happened, I was like, what is this? Oh my God, I was so exhausted. Um, and I worked really hard at trying to get my oldest son on a sleep schedule and it was a lot of work and he he did, he adapted pretty well. He adapted pretty well with it. And then I had twins mm-hmm. and I was like, that <laughs> sleep deprivation, <laughs> yeah. That sleep deprivation is like really like nothing else. Like I was, I was totally, I felt, I felt done. I was sleeping on the couch um, because my oldest was, was upstairs sleeping. I didn't want to wake him. My husband was, was working he was so, so busy. And so I was just staying down there with them. One was awake, the other one was asleep and then they would sort of switch. And it was so exhausting. I would sleep, I, I was basically down there for, for a couple months uh, just wow. doing this every single night. And the dread of it was like, it was awful. Okay. It's, you know, Again, tonight, I had my water on the side. I had, you know, the TV on, all the things that, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing. I was yeah. just trying to keep myself awake because I was so exhausted. Right. And um, I always remember the story. My husband and I always bring it up. It's just, there was one night where I was just, I was just defeated. And yeah. he heard me crying on the couch. Like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I am so exhausted. What's happening? I, I know how to do this. I've done this before. I know... I know um, the methods that you can that you can implement, but when you're in it and you're so tired, it's hard to see what you really need to be doing and hard to put it all into perspective and hard to gain control of it. And so I got the help and I hired a sleep consultant to help me and it changed my life. It really did. And because I was already passionate about this before, mm-hmm. doing this to, with a consultant 
really opened my eyes to a lot of a lot of new things and I learned a lot more and I I studied more on it and it became a huge focus and a value in our home and I began helping friends and family so when they would have their their new ones come in whether it was their first whether it was their second or even their third they would mm -hmm. call me china can you help us with this can you help us with this sleep they're not napping what's the situation here and i was like the go-to person mm -hmm. always helping yeah and then i was like i don't want this to be just that i want this to be more right and so i got certified and i joined a community of amazing experts and i love what i do and i help a ton of families all the time and i teach parents and children the skills they need to sleep well and That's awesome. happier, and I love it. I love that. I find a lot of the times it comes from a place of passion, um, mm -hmm. myself included, actually, because a lot of uh, obviously the moms and stuff um, that we deal with have postpartum depression, anxiety. And what you just said about the whole like the first time child, um, I had that same sleep deprivation with my first um, very colicky baby. Um, he didn't like to sleep. I did. Um, but mm -hmm. it didn't seem that I actually fell asleep and it started to cause anxiety. So every time I would put him to sleep, knowing he would probably only sleep for a two hour stretch, even at bedtime, I would literally be awake, just like waiting for him to start crying. And then okay. the cycle would continue. And I probably should have got sleep training. Like I never did, but you know, you, you kind of, like you said, when you're in the thick of it, you're kind of delirious, even to the point where I remember going out during the day with him and being like, am I even wearing shoes? Like, cause I can't remember yeah. if I put them on. Like <laughs> I was that like- <laughs> I hear you. I really- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's that anxiety that you feel. Um, I see it with a ton of my parents that I work with. And, you know, I felt it myself and I see it with friends and I see it with family. It's like you you go through the beginning where your child isn't sleeping and you're, you get a little bit used to it to a certain point. And then it goes on for so long mm -hmm. and you're trying to fix it. And they wake up early from a nap or they wake up early in the morning or there's another wake up in the night. And you're like, what am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? Like yeah. what is going on here? And it, it, it's, it's a lot of anxiety that you carry with you until you can get a hold of it. Right. And sometimes you need, you need that help to be able to see it outside of your own personal situation. So, so I guess with kind of experiencing like family friends first and everything like that, like what are some of the main problems with moms after having kids trying to kind of get their own sleep? Like what is something that you're like, okay, there's like three things here every time I like deal with this, like what are those things that you find? Yeah, there there really are, there, there's three things. I mean, there's a few things for sure, but there there are three things. And the one thing, the first thing that I, that I do notice is that a lot of moms uh in particular parents for sure but a lot of moms feel that it's expected like it's accepted that they should be this tired so right. they they just they own it they kind of you know carry have a badge of of yeah. you know that they, that this is how they're supposed to be and they and um they don't make any changes around it because it's like your mom you are you know especially when you're a new mom this is what happens people sort of say to you oh you're gonna be so tired you're gonna be exhausted yeah, good luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah good, good luck with that for sure yeah. yeah and it's it becomes expected like right almost as if you complain or um you make a bigger deal about it it's like it's what like, did you expect you had a baby is, yeah this is yeah exactly you, ha you had kids this is what you're yeah. supposed to be be living through and i mean i get it you know the, the beginning at, in the newborn stage Definitely your kids waking up a ton to eat, you know, they're, they're new. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, you need the sleep and your kid needs the sleep. Right. So, I mean, obviously you get the sleep once your kid gets the sleep, but it's important to also understand that our kids 
need that sleep to grow. They need that sleep to emotionally regulate. They need that sleep like physically and mentally. They are retaining so much information in the day. Like that's when they're sleeping, that's when that information is being stored. Like they need that. So that's a priority. And then we do get sleep once that happens. But it's important to actually remind ourselves of that and value the sleep that we need to be getting. So I think that that expectation, I would love for it for it to be changed. And I would right, love yeah. for moms to understand that they deserve that sleep. To be a, a good mom and to be on for your kids 24 seven, you need that rest. So you get your kids rest and then you, you make that those routines for yourself. So I find that a lot of moms um, feel that that's an expectation. Right. Another thing that I notice is that um, there, our parents are often afraid of change. Yes. So, yeah. So I recently uh, had a client who um, their their schedule was very off. It was really difficult. Their child was waking up super, super early in the morning. There was a couple night wakings. And so I revamped their schedule, put like a solid plan for them right. together. And we, we walked through it. And one of the first things that mom was sort of saying to me was, well, what about when we have dinner at this time? And then we have to change, you know, this has this has to happen at this time. And then what about the morning? We're not used to really doing this. This is what we usually do. And I was like, I, I get that. And right. if you and if you don't want to make the change, I totally get that. I'm not pushing anybody, but there this is not, you're not comfortable in this situation. Right. And change is hard. And once you get through it and once you get into the routine that you that you are happier in, it becomes second nature now. So we have to understand that there's flexibility in routine. Right. And so once you get past that nervousness about change, then you get into a routine that's comfortable, that works, and you actually don't have to think that hard about it anymore. Whereas like, how many moms do you meet thought that, new moms especially, that think about sleep basically 24 seven. Right. So it, it becomes a little, it just becomes easier to go through the flow. And then also I remind moms that when your child is so little, change is happening all the time. Right. So from three months to six months to eight months to 10 months, there are big changes happening and there are wake windows that are expanding. And there's a lot of new things that are going on with your child's developing. And it's not a difference between a five-year-old and, an, and a six-year-old. This is a three-month-old to a five-month-old or a six-month-old is a big difference. And right. so we have to be comfortable with change. And that's when you'll that's when you get adjusted and you're able to be to fall into a better sleep pattern so i always advise parents that i'm with you I'm yeah it's it, it is okay it sounds like yeah it sounds like a lot of the parents are sort of resistance to changing a routine because they're kind of like okay well we're set in like what we're doing but you don't realize what you're doing isn't working and mm, that's why yeah. you called me in and and same yeah. with you know things like weight loss and all this stuff as well i think mm -hmm. people are very scared to change but like you said you made a good point is that babies are changing like for the first like year to two years so there's such a different kid and whether or not you know you're, you're making changes or not the baby will definitely make changes like they go through like sleep regression and mm -hmm. you know teething and different like crazy things that you're like wait a minute i had this routine down packed now i have to change and shift so you'll do it with your kid but you won't do it for yourself and that's what exactly, i run into yeah. a lot with parents as well so yeah yeah. Is there anything else that you've noticed that another thing that, that you run into? Yeah, I do notice that I find um, a lot of parents uh, come to me and they say it's, ma it's mainly that they just don't know what to do. And this happens for obviously this happens for for your child's sleep and it happens for your own sleep. They just don't know what to do. And right. there's a lot of information out there. I mean, you can 
you know, none of it's a secret. You can, you can yeah. Google some, you can Google how to get my child to sleep through the night and you'll find a, a ton of articles and you'll find a ton of information, but it's like, how do I implement this into my schedule? How do I make this work for my family, right. for my child, for what my needs are around my schedule and my lifestyle? And they just don't know what to do. So they just don't do anything. It's information and, overload for people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I find that when you can narrow it down, you can put it into a clear structure. Um, and that's what I help a lot of my families with. But when you can really just say, okay, these are my goals. They don't have to be, you don't have 10 goals. You have two goals. These are my goals. These are the things that are important to me. This is what I want to, to change. And you make, and you make babies, you go baby steps to, to try to get there, but you just, it's, it's taking those steps and just starting and just doing right. it and making those changes and changing your mindset and saying, I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to, you know, once I put in the work, you'll see, you'll see an improvement. So I right. find that a lot of parents just, like, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to, how to do this. So, um, yeah. That's right. I, can, I, I think I think a lot of parents, especially moms, rely on Google. <laughs> when they when I remember doing that myself, being like three in the morning, like how how is this like still happening, you know? And yeah. I was thinking of this before when you were kind of first telling me things because I did it myself with my first, especially. Mm. But I think we gravitate to relying on crutches for certain yeah. things. Like for me, um, my first wouldn't like I couldn't. He couldn't not be rocked to sleep because I probably mm. trained him that way, right? Right. So right. every time I put him down and he was still, he would wake up. So the way I sort of went about that was I had a swing that would lay down. And finally, that was the only way I could get sleep. I put the swing in my bedroom. And then one day the motor broke <laughs> because I overused it. I plugged, I was one that you could plug in. So it wasn't battery operated. So I'm like, this thing needs to go forever because it's the only way he'll stay asleep. Yeah, and yeah. I can actually go back to bed and have like four hours of sleep or something. So we did that. I remember one day I woke up and the, the swing wasn't moving. I'm like, no, I have to buy a new swing. I was like, what? Yeah. But he was yeah. fast asleep. So I was like, yeah. you know, um, but, yeah. and my those, second was- those, yeah. My second Sorry, was ahead. completely different. I just put him down yeah. and literally he was out and I'd be like, what's wrong with him? You know, like <laughs> just completely different babies. But totally I, different. I I get it. Like you, like I remember so many nights just pacing the hallways with him and like trying to rock him to sleep and nurse him to sleep. And it was like, you again, you feed them to get them to sleep or soothers and the soother would fall out and then he cried because he couldn't get it. And then it was like, uh, how am I gonna like, how am I, I gonna do this? Like without holding the soother in the entire like night for him. It's like he again, it was like I wasn't letting himself suit, you know. Right. Whereas my second, I actually like let him discover he had a hand and he, he and he still does to this day, sucks his fingers. So yeah. he learned how to self-soothe was my eldest was like, nope, you know, like it wasn't interested, right? Yeah. And those props become, um, a, it's a huge crutch. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and it's like, I, I, I understand why we're doing it. We're exhausted and that's how our child is falling asleep. But right. then you do it for so long that it becomes a problem. I mean, look, we have, as adults, we have our own props for, to essentially we, we don't, we, we don't need them. We can adjust without them because we're adults, right. but it's like, if someone took your pillow and your blanket away and your yeah. bed away and you had to sleep on the floor, you'd probably be like, this is not comfortable. Yeah. I don't, I don't love this for sure. Yeah. You could, you know, as adults, we could make, you know, we could help ourselves fall asleep at that point, but it's not comfortable and it's a huge adjustment. And so the same goes for, for a baby, you know, they're crying and they're upset when you're making those changes and you're taking those props away. It's because they're not used to it and they're, and they're frustrated. And then 
they get used to it and there's a few days and it's really only ever a few days and then they find a new way of sleeping and i mean they are they're not sleeping on the floor they are sleeping in a comfortable crib and they're cozy and they're in their sleep sacks and their cozy mm-hmm. pajamas and and they do find a way to fall asleep on their own and they don't need you to come in and intervene so that makes them have a good sleep and then you have a yeah. good sleep so so <laughs> with all of that with all of the chaos yeah. that comes with like you know setting all this up do you have any tips to kind of help us get better quality of sleep to have a more structured bedtime routine yes a bedtime routine to me is is so key yeah. uh we have our own again i always relate it to adults because it's not it's not so much different we do have our own if you really have to think if you really think about it you say okay go into my room i brush my teeth i wash my face i get my pajamas on and we have a, right. a way of cueing our body into sleep so the same goes for uh for a baby so they have to they still they have to cue themselves into sleep so i would have like a solid bedtime routine 20 to 30 minutes nothing too long nothing too short yeah. just so it it can it, it gets them understanding what that is so what that looks like so what what if you end with a book or a song then as you keep doing that it cues their mind to say that book that that song is coming up and then now it's time for bed so i would always make sure that you have that solid bedtime routine in there and you do that every night and it's easy for you cuz once you do it every night it becomes natural for you it's not always chaos we have a structure we know what's going on every single night and what i always say to all of my families number 1 is consistency so you have a bedtime routine do the same thing every night obviously there'll be a couple of slight changes here and there based on the night and based on how many kids you have but you know consistency is key so it really just teaches our children what to expect and when they have an expectation that's predictable then they're not going to push back because they right. know that it's coming. So it doesn't right. necessarily have to be a fight. So it's like when we tell our kids, we're leaving the park in 5 minutes. You know, we're mm-hmm. not saying we're leaving right now. We're giving them right. we're giving them those cues, we're giving them that understanding. So we just just giving them that kind of respect and understanding that they're in this too and so teaching them that there's that routine so that they're not surprised by the end. Oh, I'm going to bed now. So yeah. that's always great to have. Um Another thing that I think is super important, um I love early bedtimes. Um I don't know about yeah. you, but to me it's I was it's, like that with my boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's key. Um obviously one because, you know, there's many reasons, but you want to start your night early, you have a lot of things to do, you want your child to get a good night's rest, but what we do need to understand and what I talk about with with my families because um there's a lot Sometimes you feel they feel that there's their if their child goes to bed later, then they might wake up later and it's a it's case, yeah. it's it's not the case and it's often a question it's a question that I get asked fairly often. What really happens is our body clock and our child's body clock is set for a specific time in the, in the morning. Mm-hmm. So generally our children are set to wake up between 6 and 7. So if they go to bed at 10 as opposed to 7, they're getting less sleep. Yeah. And a child needs like 12 to 16 hours of sleep. So right. they're just going to be getting less sleep. So starting off early in the beginning of the night is just going to help them have that great long stretch that they need, that restorative sleep that will help them go through the day. So I always say early bedtimes it, you know, get that between 6 and 8, but you know, I know a lot of a lot of families get between 7 and 8 to accommodate for dinner right. and all of that, but based on your particular situation i'd say i say an early bedtime you know before 8 o'clock is is always is always best right um yeah so i wanted to ask a question some questions around that sure. just because i'm thinking of my own boys kind of in that yeah. scenario 
Um, I definitely did that myself, um, especially when they were, I'd say, under the age of five, both of them.、Mm -hmm. So bedtime was usually like six ish. Like it seems early,、yeah. but I would I would feed them dinner like between four and five,、um, and you know sometimes it depended on if it was the summer and it was a little bit later kind of thing. I would, they would probably go to bed more at seven, I would say.、Mm-hmm. Um, but they it was very much early bedtimes, and I noticed if we were out doing anything, and I was like, oh, you know, we really should get home because like I know they're gonna get cranky and stuff. And we get back at like nine or ten. Yet they were up at like four or five in the morning. Like, and、mm-hmm. it was just always the same. And they actually slept longer when I put them to bed earlier. And they were so much more well rested. And、right. I got a lot more done in my night. You know, like if moms are trying to work from home and things like that,、um, or you just need time with your partner or time by yourself, like that's a good way to kind of give yourself a, a buffer of time before you go to bed that you're not stressed out that you can do kind of me time. Yeah,、um, that I find for a lot of moms that that don't get that because again they're letting their kids sort of stay up with them, and then you're sort of not having that connection with your partner, and then you're battling with your kids trying to get them to bed when you're trying to go to bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, so- and what I notice、um, across the board is that a, a baby that doesn't sleep well becomes a child that doesn't sleep well becomes、yeah. an older child that doesn't sleep well, and so on. So、yeah. you know, getting those good habits in early. It just can last a lifetime. So,、um, getting those early bedtimes and a, an overtired child will have a hard time going to bed.、Mm-hmm. Will have multiple wake ups at night and will almost always wake up, start waking up early. So, yeah, yeah that will happen. And it's and it, you know I understand in the summertime, you know, we're into the summer now, getting into the summer now, and it's and then you want to keep your kid up a little bit later. And when you have a sleep trained baby and you are consistent, like I said, consistency is key. And you do this、mm-hmm. all the time, and you're in your routine. I I strongly believe in the eighty twenty rule. Whereas like if you put in the work and you get this, get your child into a great routine, maybe you have one night that you're out a little bit later. And if you if you are in a great routine and you do it for eighty percent of the time and you're really really serious about it, then that one time won't affect the,、right. the next day、yeah. too much. Or if you make up for it the next day and you pay attention to that and you make sleep a priority in your home, then it, then it'll, it'll be okay. But on a, as a general rule, early bedtime is、um, is one of my top. One of my top suggestions. One、sure. one thing I wanted to sort of point out too is that because、um, my eldest also suffered with like night terrors, and、mm-hmm. I don't know what like it was, but basically、um, every time he, I think it was about after eighteen months or so, and I looked into it, and it seemed to start around that age group. I noticed,、mm-hmm. but、um, where where he'd wake up screaming, and he looked like he was fully awake, and it was quite scary because、That's、I、scary. was like, "What's going on with him?" And it lasted until he was probably about four or five.、Um, but I noticed for him, I kind of was starting to like kind of watch what he was doing. If he went to bed after eight, it started.、Um, so I found that it's because he needed extra sleep. Um, and with those kind of patterns, like it was every ninety minutes, so it was something to do with the sleep wake cycle.、Mm-hmm. And、um, if he went to bed too late, I noticed it was like on cue. It was like it was like nine thirty, ten o'clock, whenever he would do it. So it was always a consistent thing. So that's why I was very adamant about putting them to bed earlier because I knew for him, and even now he's eight, turning nine. Like he still needs a good hour to sort of settle into bedtime routine. Like so now he does go to bed obviously a little bit later, but he's not falling asleep until sort of like nine o'clock now because he's in bed. 
around seven, eight, and he takes a long time to wind his brain down, but that's where、mm. we let him read or he reads to us.、Um, mm. And again, it's I think children that are very their minds are very active or they worry a lot. They tend to be the ones that sort of sit up a lot.、Um, yeah. So again, getting them in, still into a good bedtime routine earlier, so they're not so tired, right? Yeah, yeah, and good for you for for noticing those patterns because that, that that is what happens with night terrors is you can notice some of those patterns. So it happens with、um, overtiredness for sure, and it, even just that little bit, he just needed、mm-hmm. he needed that extra sleep in the first half of the night.、Um, it happens with around fevers or stress, and that's when and it is a scary. They they're not that's just a partial awakening,、yeah. but it's really it's 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 great that you that you did notice those patterns and you can you know that's. Also, it's it's important to note that based on what you're saying, is like every child is different, and yeah. so、um, they all have their particular needs, and so you got to pay attention to what what kind of needs your child is and it, it needs, and if they have, if they need to have that wind down time at the beginning of the night, and it often happens around that age group where, you know,、uh, anxieties around sleep, around sleeping、mm-hmm. and bedtime are happening at that age because. You know, they watch TV, they see the news. There's certain things that are happening、right. in their day, and they have some of those little stresses, and they're thinking about it at nighttime when it's wind down time. So it's good to have those those quiet activities of reading a book、mm-hmm. and, and settling in. And some kids need that more than others. Right, so、yeah. it's good to to pay attention to those. No.、Um, yeah. Another thing I I, I also、uh, stress to to my parents is that、um, with the younger kids, the daytime sleep is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot of parents will find that you know, oh, I'll keep my kids up during the day, and then they'll go to sleep better <laughs> at nighttime. And like, like I just said, overtiredness is、yeah. like the killer of sleep. So you know, I'm sure you've heard sleepy gets sleep, and it is true. And I can say it over and over and over again. And getting that solid rest in the middle of the day. Um, and getting paying attention to those naps and paying attention to wake windows and following those patterns that your child needs in the middle, in the beginning、um, d- during the day will help them settle into sleep better. Yeah, and it, they'll welcome sleep easier at bedtime. So it'll make it just it'll make the whole、yeah. transition a lot. I, I noticed that too with、uh, my kids as well. I was almost as a mom. I think you kind of sort of start to understand your kids、um, once you've been around them quite a bit, but.、Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would always notice, like ahead of time, like their sleep, sort of like where they would start to get tired, and it's getting、mm-hmm. in front of that before it gets too late. Because I noticed、mm-hmm. if somebody else would have them that wouldn't like be around them too often, and I'm watching all the signs and stuff, I'm like, they're gonna have a meltdown, like in like five <laughs> minutes. I can see it, right?、Yeah. And you're just、yeah. you're waiting for it, right? Because you you kind of get into this routine with them where you're like,、uh, yeah, they're tired, they're doing this or they're doing that, or they're. You know they're kind of getting quieter or something like you kind of start picking up on your kids' cues. So、right. again, I think the parents that are like, "Oh, but I want to be active and go outside and take my kid with me and this and that," your kids like kind of like trying to hold their eyes open all day, and then it's like about four or five o'clock. They're gonna want to really take a nap, and you think about that. They're gonna try and take a nap around dinner time, and then it's bedtime. So how is that gonna、yeah. work? No,、know? no, no. I always stress to my parents that. Because the the last nap, that cat nap, is always is always tricky, and it depends on the on the age. But、um, if you are going to get to that point where the cat nap is too late, you need to make an early bedtime. Yeah. And some parents will say a six o'clock bedtime, a six thirty. I can't. What? And it, yes,、yeah. do it. You're not doing it forever. And like I said, change. You got to welcome change.、Yeah. Change is not forever. It's gonna it's gonna be different in a few months from now. But that's you got to catch up on sleep early because. 
a little bit of overtiredness will turn into will yeah. just turn in and, and escalate and turn into a ton of overtiredness and then you're gonna have again horrible bedtime struggles night wakings night wake, wakings all over the place early mornings and then naps yeah. are gonna be fought it just all rolls out one at a time so right. you know it's good to avoid <laughs> I think my boys being a bit older, I think what's really helped is sort of the sleeping in weekend. Like, I think that was yeah. like the, cause again, I think a lot of parents are, you know, oh, do I have to wake up at five or six in the morning or like the weekend and stuff. And that's usually how the day starts. So um, I love all the tips and everything. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring towards the moms to point out that you, we've talked about? Yeah. And so another, another, um, I'll point out one more thing about bedtime. Um, so like I said, like consistency and early bedtimes mm -hmm. and paying attention to, to daytime will help. Daytime nap, like naps and all that sleep will help for, for the evening. But we had touched on it a little bit, but I just want to stress it one more time that putting your child down awake at bedtime is very important. Yeah. And um, I know it's a hard thing sometimes to wrap your head around and, and, and I get that, but having your child learn those independent sleep skills will not only help them to fall asleep on their own at bedtime, but it will keep them asleep throughout the night and it will help them connect those sleep cycles. Once they got through one sleep cycle and they slightly wake up, if they need something to help them fall back asleep, they're in full wake up mode. So if they can put themselves back to sleep after, once they get to that next sleep cycle and they're sort of going to transition into yeah. it, they'll just maybe turn over, curl over, put a thumb in the mouth or, or, you know, touch their face a little bit, cuddle up and fall back asleep. And you won't even notice that they've woken up in the night. Uh, people mm -hmm. wake up a ton of times in the night and you don't even necessarily notice. You switch sleep cycles and it happens to everyone. It happens to, to ch our children. So being able to connect those sleep cycles is crucial in staying asleep through the night. So putting your child down awake is, is a great, is a great tip. I have a question on that one because I struggled with this one a little bit with my first um, mm -hmm. again, because I probably trained him to not, I put him to bed asleep basically. Cause it was right. like, I got him to sleep, but then I put him down and he'd wake up. And again, right. it was the no self soothing. And then when he would turn over, wake up in the middle of the night, he wanted me again. Right. And right. and that of was course. the crush looking back. I'm like, oh man, I should have done everything differently. But what is, what <laughs> I tell is your, you, when you're in it, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it to is. Yeah. It. You're just surviving yeah. at that point. I think. Yeah. What yeah. is your thoughts on crying out? Because I know there's a lot of people that are like you should let them cry it out and there's other people that like you go in and just pick them up and then put them down like kind of do and I did that part like I went in mm -hmm. picked him up put him down and I was trying to sort of read about it it was a lot of work at first because I had to do yeah. it so many times but yeah. I noticed it was almost like he knew I was there and then I kind of step out the room and you know let him kind of right. self-soothe right 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 well there's a misunderstanding about what sleep training is and a lot of a lot of folks think that sleep training automatically is crying out and yeah. and it's not it is that's an extinct it's called extinction method and that is a, a method that you know definitely a lot of people use uh, with sleep training but there are other methods to use yeah. and so i have uh gradual methods and it depends on the age of your child with the put, pick, pick down a, a pick up and put down um but there's other methods that you could that you can use where you're in the room with them the whole time or you're leaving and checking and so it depends on the comfort of the parents yeah. and so i i don't necessarily i, I don't believe in, in in putting your child down and, and walking out and, and not coming back um but yeah. a lot of parents are, are comfortable with that because maybe going in and to a certain degree is is cre creating an even bigger problem and their child right. is crying even more. And so we work together and I have a few methods that I use and it's all based on the comfort of, of the parents and it's based on 
the child and what is working for them. So if I find that a that a parent is sitting in the room and and you know they're gradually leaving the room and and the child is getting upset every time the parent is close, well maybe we need to just stand back a little bit further because yeah. they're just gonna they just want you to come and comfort them and they're not finding those skills to be able to fall asleep. So right. um, there's definite there's there's other methods out there that's not that's that's just one um and it's it really is what's good for you you know this is yeah. i'm always believing in like there's this is a non non-judgment this is a judgment-free zone we we work together to get you to meet your goals in a way that feels comfortable for you so yeah. i always talk talk that through with my with my um families no that's great because i think you're reading the situation and i think that's what probably what stopped me sort of going for a sleep consultant at first because i was a bit worried like in my head that they would make me um cry like like have him cry out and mm-hmm. I, like his crying made me have so much anxiety already that mm-hmm. i wasn't sort of willing to i guess um let that happen like i knew it was like a rip off the band-aid method but Right. Um, definitely. Yeah. I had to sort of undo all of the sort of, um, crutches I put in my own way to get him to finally figure out how to fall asleep on his own. And it took a couple of years, unfortunately, but I kind of had to learn the hard way. And then, like I said, my second came along and was just like a champion sleeper, like right out the gate. I'm like, <laughs> what? there's always one. I know, I know, I know. So, um, but it really is, there's, there's gradual methods of doing it. And obviously some of those can take longer, but it depends yeah. on, um, on the consistency. And, you know, when I work with my families, I'm watching them every step of the way. We have a shared log that we, you know, I'm, I'm there every day with them. And so, you know, in, along with educating and supporting them and coaching them and getting them, you know, motivating them to, to keep going. So um, sometimes those, 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 some other methods could take a little bit longer for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, really, it could be like a week or two. So that's not, that's not really right. so long in, in, you know, in comparison <laughs> to a few years of, of yeah. having, you know, tough I sleep. did it wrong, everybody. So, so. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, it's, it's, it is a huge learning curve, yeah. but I mean, um, there are other methods out there and, and, and it really, I, I would urge folks to, to not shy away from, from Definitely. training because of that. So, well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and giving us all these tips. I'm, no I should have had you like, honestly, years ago, <laughs> like, I don't know why I didn't have, like, I, I knew I needed it, but I was like, oh, again, I think it's that resistance to change. And like, what's if like, Definitely. I have to let my baby cry it out and then like my anxiety gets worse and stuff. So. I and I would tell parents <laughs> and I would I know and I would tell parents that if you are looking to make a change like you are thinking I'm, I want to make this change I am not happy with the mm-hmm. way things are going this is uncomfortable I'm so tired if you're really wanting to do it whether you do it on your own or whether you hire someone for support just do it just put yeah. down that information that the, the you know the, the the goals that you want how you want to get it done and start today just Definitely. just just do it and and get that done and get that sleep back in your home. You'll be much happier. Everyone will be will be much exactly. happier for it. So a healthy family say, starts with a healthy yeah, parent. So it really go. does. It really um, does. So I'd say go for it. So that's wonderful. Where can our viewers actually connect with you? Um, so you can check out my website at lullabygina.com. Um, I also have, um, you can connect with me through there with a free 15 minute call and we can chat about what's going on. So, um, feel free to do that. I also have my Instagram where I'm always sharing awesome tips and advice on, uh, pediatric sleep. So you can reach me there at lella.by.gina. 
and uh, yeah, on base- Facebook at Lullaby Gina Sleep. So awesome. I'm going to put those in the show notes. And we also have a seven sleep tip PDF as well yeah. that Gina has given to us here. So this is great. I should have had that like plastered on my wall <laughs> back in the day, but I will wonder. use it like I had a, you know, for one day, maybe another one. So there we go. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. I really appreciate it, Gina, for coming on no to the problem. Nutritious and Delicious podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you.